You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. My name's Ian. You may recognize me from such voices as Ian on Journey into Mystery. And I'm here with my wife, Erica. Hello. And we are currently on a road trip. So please mind the road noises that you may or may not hear. Uh, But yeah, welcome to Road Trip Ramble, where we're just going to kind of talk about things that we've watched recently and just go through it, I think... The topic for today is the Mighty Ducks franchise. Yes. So, I've I've watched the three Mighty Ducks movies and the first episode of the new TV show recently. And watching it as an adult is extremely different from how I remember as a child. (laughs) How so? So, well, there's a lot of adult humor. Um that you just don't pick up as a kid or just like just like little things like that in general um so you want to just start with the first movie and just talk about that and work right through it and you want to just kind of yeah let's let's start with the let's start with the first movie and we'll kind of work our way through full disclosure um i haven't watched the like the movies in a very long time and we haven't seen the second episode of the new show that just came out today. We're doing this on the Friday that the new episode was supposed to come out. So keep that in mind. Also spoilers if you haven't seen any of them. And welcome if you've never been a part of the Mighty Ducks franchise before. So the first one, give us the rundown. So like you give me like a synopsis? Yeah, just hit, hit us with a, a real high overview. All right. So basically the first Mighty Ducks is about Gordon Bombay. He's a lawyer in Minneapolis, and he's kind of the worst. He's an alcoholic, he's mean, he's like the worst kind of lawyer, like gets all these like bad people off. And uh, one day he decides to drive drunk and he gets pulled over and arrested. And his boss decides, hey, I don't like where you're headed, so I'm going to make you do community service. Like, I'm going to, you know, cut you a break, and instead of, you know, you going to prison or going, like, through a trial and all that, I'm just going to say, you do community service, you do your time, you're going to still be paid, which I think is ridiculous, we'll talk about in a second, like, how easy he got off. Um... And I think, I believe he had to do 500 hours of community service. And part of that included coaching a peewee hockey team from District 5. And these guys are terrible. They're like the worst worst hockey players. But, you know, they're kids and they're having fun. So it's like whatever. And it's about, you know, just the journey of Gordon 
getting to know these kids and just like growing as a person and teaching them things and they end up, you know, spoilers, doing really well in their season and winning it all. And like in the background there's, you know, this his feud with his former hockey coach who was kind of an asshole, but yeah, that's like the gist of it. Okay. So you had said that you think Gordon got off a little easy. I would agree. Yeah. I always remember thinking that, even as a kid, being like, really? He's doing this bullshit? And he just gets kind of a slap on the wrist, and he's like, all right, you're a danger to yourself and those around you. Go teach those kids how to play hockey. And you're still getting paid. Yeah. So, like, that, cause that's the part that I didn't really notice as a kid, but watching it again as an adult, I was like, wait a minute. He's getting paid his normal lawyer salary. So he's making bank. Yeah. And he's doing community service. Like, yeah, he, like he, he did some like really shitty things and he should not have been driving drunk. And, you know, he kind of had it coming. Like he had to like face all those consequences. But the fact that part of that was that he still got paid was like, what the hell? Like talk about privilege. Right. Um, I would also like to throw out there that, uh, I am a big fan of Emilio Estevez. Emilio! And, I'm, I hate to say it, I didn't know where he went after the Mighty Ducks franchise. <laughs> so, in my head, he, I knew he didn't, but in my, in my head, he, he died. What? So, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why I thought that, so... I'm very sorry about that, Emilio Estevez. I know you're not dead. Um, thank you for not being dead. But anyway, uh, let's talk about, like, the, the kids on the team. All right. So, I want to start off with my boy, Charlie. Charlie! So, when I was younger, I was so in love with him. I mean, he's cute. He's cute. And um, the movie came out in 92, I believe. So, by the time I actually got around to watching it, I was, you know, a little older, like, maybe, like, five or six and I was so in love with him like Joshua Jackson is a cutie and he still is to this day mm -hmm. he grew up very nicely and let's see we also have Averman yes kid with the glasses kid with the glasses he was um, throughout because I don't remember the third one too terribly well mm -hmm. but through the first two he's one of my favorite characters he's a very well written comic relief character. Yeah. Where uh, he's just kind of, he's just kind of there. He's good enough to be on the team, but he's not the best player by any means. <laughs> no. And he's a little obnoxious, but like not in a Jar Jar Binks kind of way. Like it's, we've all had that friend. Yeah. It was like, you know, he, his role in the group is to be the funny guy. Yeah. So that, that That's his role. Uh-huh. Um... In the first one, we get the like the the plot twist that is uh, Adam Banks getting reassigned from his fancy district whatever team, a, like District One team or something like that. Uh, but the Hawks. The Hawks, like from the rivals, and it, like his quest to fit in and be accepted and to to be a part of the team. Because if I remember right, when he joined the team, he was down. Yeah, he, he, he just wants to play hockey. Yeah, like his dad was like like my son would rather not play hockey at all than play for your team. 
And he's like, whoa, whoa, no, I want to play hockey. Like, I don't care what team. And, like, so you can tell he's a good kid. Like, he's just in it just for the, for fun. Yeah, and um, I think it does a pretty good job of talking about, like, like just income disparity. <laughs> like, just looking between Adam, who's a kid from a wealthy family. He has good gear. Um, he has... <laughs> like the means to be able to practice a lot and to be good at this sport. And you look at the rest of the ducks and they're all from middle to lower middle-class families. Like when they, you see their first hockey game, they're wearing like football helmets, bike helmets, um, just like really like random gear. Like none of them match. Um, they don't even really have like good padding. No, I think one of them is wearing phone books. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, which brings me to another point I want to make. So Gordon goes to his boss, Mr. Dugsworth, and to basically ask him to sponsor the team. And you can fact check me on this, but I want to say the amount that he asks for is like $15,000 or something. Sounds about right. For gear and stuff. And then when you see the scene where all the kids are getting all their gear. So how many of them? There are like maybe 10? There's like 10 or 11. It comes out to like the, the cash register says $7,000. I'm like, shit. Like, how expensive is hockey here? Very. Like, I don't know anything about hockey, but that's a lot of money. Cause, and then, the, of course, the rest of it is used for like rink time and stuff. But, like, dang, that's expensive for peewee hockey. Right. Like, I had some friends growing up that were into um, into hockey. And where, where I grew up down in Yuma, um, obviously, it's the middle of the desert. We don't have an ice league. It's all, like... Um, like street hockey? Pretty much. Like, it's it's uh, inline hockey. Okay. Right? Like, there we have a, a pretty nice, if it's still there, a pretty nice, like, rink and everything like that where they would play. And just the amount of time and money that goes into hockey, it's like, holy crap, that's a significant amount. So I'm actually really impressed that he was able to outfit an entire team for seven grand. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, throughout the movies, like, you realize just, like, how big of a sport hockey is, especially, like, in the Midwest over there. Uh-huh. Um... But yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about in the first movie? Um, I want to talk about, can't remember his first name. Is it Fulton? Fulton Reed. Fulton Reed. There it is. His first name is Fulton. Mm -hmm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, because this kid went on to have quite the career outside of the Mighty Ducks. Uh, most recently, from what I remember, is uh, Foggy from the Netflix Daredevil. He's the the friend and partner to uh, Daredevil Matt Murdock at the the law firm that they start. But that's just like one thing that he's done in his entire career that he's had. He was also um, Pollux in Mockingjay. Yes, yes, yes. He was in. I want to say it was like Grey's Anatomy or something. Well, I mean, everyone's in Grey's Anatomy. Right. Um. He's also in. Uh, was it a Freddie Prince Jr. movie? She's all that. 
Yes. He was the best friend of what's her face, the girl. So I mean, he like other than like Joshua Jackson, he's had a like one of the better careers out of like the cast. Uh huh. And he's even like one of the cooler characters in the movie because mm -hmm. he's just this big understood kid, like misunderstood, I should say, big misunderstood kid who's really not mean. He's just intimidating. Yeah, but, like, nobody wants to take the chance to, like, talk to him. And wasn't it a thing that, like, he wasn't allowed to play any sport that's not, like, football or something like that? That's the rumors that people made up about him. Okay. So, like, that's, like, that's what they said, that um, he wasn't allowed to play hockey because they didn't want him to get hurt because he was on his football scholarships. And then when Gordon Bombay approached him about it, he was like, well, no one sold me anything. He's like, the only reason I don't play hockey is because I don't know how to skate. And then they teach him. Yeah, and then he's fine. And then he's, like, the best enforcer that anybody could ever ask for. Because they're supposed to be, what, like, 12, 13? And he's, like, six feet tall? That's another thing. I didn't know what age they were when I was first watching the movies. But we'll come back to this. Um, we'll talk about the third the movie. The third one. But in, this, uh, in the first movie, apparently... They're supposed to be, like, 12 years old? Yeah, like, well, I, I would say from, like, 11 to 13 Yeah, is the age group. Like, I always assume, like, you know, around that age, but I thought there was a bigger time gap between the movies. Again, we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, they're really young. Yeah, I think that just, like, in the gap between the movies, the actors themselves grew up a lot. Yeah, I think that's what confused me. Uh -huh. Because the, in the movies, so it takes place one year, and then it's the hockey season finishes. Um, the second movie takes place the next hockey season. So it's been a year. And then the third movie takes place one year after that. When they go to high school. Yeah. But I think this is a good place to jump into, into talking about the second one. The second one. Obviously, the best one of the three. Absolutely. Um, Gordon Bombay gets approached by Hendrix Hockey to be the coach of Team USA at the Junior Goodwill Games because they can't say Olympics. <laughs> but we can because, like, we can. It, it, it's the Junior Goodwill Games. They're going to play hockey. Uh, but Gordon doesn't have enough members of the Ducks returning to field a full team. So, Hendrix Hockey gets involved, and they provide new players. So that's how we get the new members of the cast. I love the new people. We'll talk about the new people in a second. Uh, hijinks ensue. Um, Gordon has a failed run at a professional hockey career because of an injury. And the main antagonist of the movie is somebody who is an ex-pro who's an actual shitbag of a player. They called him the dentist because he's just an awful person. And takes out your teeth. Right. Um, but it turns out, like, towards the end, that Team Iceland, they're not bad guys. They're just kids playing the game. They had, like... Good kids with a shitty coach. Yeah, like, the whole adage of, like, there's no such thing as a bad student. Mm-hmm. So, like, if the person teaching you how to play the game is teaching you how to play a shitty version of the game, you're going to play shitty hockey. But, like, they just played physical hockey. I'm not blaming anything on the kids. Anyway, talking about the movie itself, um, the time gap, like we were talking about, messes me up because these kids come back and they're so much older. Yeah, I always assumed it was, like, maybe 
two years? Two years? Yeah. Because like I was like, okay, well, Gordon left at the end of the first movie to go pursue um, a professional hockey career. And I was like, you know, he probably did that like two years or so. And then comes back after his injury. I was like, yeah, I'll uh, connect with my old team. But no, it's only been one year. Yep. And he gets a job working with, I always get them confused, uh, back at the, like, the, like, ice sports center, like, the hockey store. What's his name? Is it Jan? So, um, Hans is a in the first movie. Okay. Um, his brother, Jan, is in the second one. Okay. And the story behind that is, like, oh, Hans went and, uh, to go, uh, take care of our mother. So I'm taking care of the store. That makes sense. And then Hans comes back in the third one. That makes sense. I always get them confused. So legitimately, when I was younger, I thought it was the same dude. I did too. I didn't, I could, because of Hans and Jan, I'd never put that connection together. I was like, oh, it's the same dude, whatever. Like, whatever, it's hockey guy. Yeah. <laughs> old <laughs> it's, hockey guy. It's it's old, like, mentor guy. Yeah. But, um, but he's another one of my favorite characters in the movie, like, in the franchise. Hans or Jan? Both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they fill the same role. Um, just because he's so patient and so, like, soft-spoken, but he's like the... Like, his, his wisdom and the guidance that he gives Gordon at all times forever is so just needed, but not heavy-handed. Right. Or it's just so, like, look, I know you're confused, but, like, don't be dumb. It's great. It's like in the first one and in the second one, it's like, you know, like whenever Gordon is losing his way, just give him some skates and tell him to go skate at sunset and everything will be good. Right. Like that <laughs> happened, that, that's the same sequence could be played in both films at the same spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Gordon got a job, like he gets home, he's nursing his injury, he gets a job at the skate shop. Um... But it turns out that Charlie has a job there. Which is another reason why I was confused about between uh, Hans and Jan. I was like, I just assumed that since Charlie knew him that it was still Hans. Yeah, I mean, he probably got a job while Hans was still there. Yeah. And, you know, sharpening skates is a good skill to know. Mm -hmm. So, like, why not? Like, it makes sense. And uh, yeah, then, like I said, Gordon got approached by the... Don by Don Tibbles, a representative of Hendrix Hockey, to be the coach, and that leads to a, like one of the, I I've watched D, like no 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 words are hard. I have watched D two so many times. So many. So many. Um, the opening sequence where they have to skate around and get everybody. I think about that sequence maybe twice a week. <laughs> what about it? No, just the whole thing. It's so cool. Like, <laughs> like when they're introducing all the new players? No, like um, when Charlie has to go round up the ducks. Oh, with the duck call? Yeah. How rad is that? Like, your old coach, who is such a big impact on your life, comes around and he's like, yo, we're getting the team back together. Run, little bunny. Um, there's a bunny on the side of the road. I did not want to hit it. Um, but he's like, yo, you want to do it again? And gives you the duck call. You know what that duck call means. Like it's quite literally, we're getting the band back together, and you skate around. You're going to get you're you're going to get all of your friends. Speaking of that sequence, that's another reason why I was confused about their ages because Averman is working at a movie theater. You have to be 16 to have a job, so I, mean, I assumed he was 16. I mean, 
it was the 90s? What? I don't know when, like, I don't know if the, like, age to get a job changed. Well. Because it was. I don't, I think it was still 16 because my mom has a story about trying to get a job at McDonald's at 14 and then uh, eventually left because they asked for paperwork proving her age. And she's like, oh. Sorry, bye. <laughs> I lied about it. Bye. So, I'm pretty sure it was still 16. Okay. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like you can have a job with, parent, like with, with, uh, with parental consent. Maybe. But, again, that's another reason why I was confused about their ages. Yeah, and it's like an after-school gig where you're working like maybe four or five hours a week. Yeah. Um, but, yes, that's a really good scene. And it's just like, it just like warms my heart to see all the ducks get back together. Yeah. I mean, there's um, some missing, obviously. I don't remember his name, but the short dude with the leather jacket... Uh-huh. He's he, not there. He's not there. Um, Carp isn't there. Is it David Carp? Something like that. Carp, the kid in the first one who got hit in the head with a puck. Yeah, who later appears in Heavyweights. Yes. Also with Goldberg. It's Goldberg in that movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Carp and Goldberg end up in Heavyweights alongside Kenan Thompson, who's also in D2. Yep. There's a lot of, like, overlap with, between movies like that that... It's Disney, it's, uh, like, 90s Disney kid actors. Yeah. Um, and then from the first movie, the figure skating brother and sister, they're not there anymore. No, but they get replaced by Kenny Wu. Woo, 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 Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Wu! <Woo. laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, now is a good, as good a time as ever to talk about the, the new players. So you have Julie the Cat Gaffney, which, um, I love to point out... That if you see in my other favorite movie, Rookie of the Year, she is, I think her name's Becky in that movie. Yep. Like, Henry Rollingardner's love interest. So, I thought that was cool. I think that's really cool. Um, uh, Luis Mendoza from Miami. Mm -hmm. He's really fast, but he can't stop. And he's uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez from The Sandlot. Yes, and who's the other one from The Sandlot that's in this movie? I thought there were two. Is there? Oh, yeah, it's Jesse. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, so Jesse, uh, returning from the first movie, um, he's arguably the best player aside from aside from Adam. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, Charlie's good, but Charlie really just plays with heart. Right. Let's be real. He's the heart of the team. <laughs> right. But, like, Adam and Jesse are, like, the one and two of the team. So... Jesse is back, and now we have two members of the Sandlot playing hockey. Oh, and that also um, reminds me that, because um, it's uh, Jesse and Terry Hall. Yes. From the first movie. But Terry's not back. Terry's not back. Yeah. Terry probably got a new interest. Probably. Like, whatever. Um, and then, I think the last... Oh, so you have There's the... There's two more. You have the, the kid from Texas. Yes, uh, I cannot remember his name right now. Nope, I can't, but it's, uh, they, they made the joke when they met him, haha, look, it's Hopalong Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> so, it'll probably come to me in a little bit. Right. And then, again, I cannot remember the name, but the other Bash brother. Yeah. Um, he shows up, and right off the bat, he's set up to be, like, a douchebag. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he is. I think he's the same kind of thing as Fulton, where, like, nobody's really taking the time to, like, get to know him. And again, another reason why I was confused about their ages that kid is not, like, 13 or 14. No, I think in this one, because they're going to the Olympics, I think the age gap, like, the, the age range is a little bit bigger. 
And it's true because he, in the third one, he's not at school with them. Yeah, so I think he's like maybe 16. Okay, that makes sense. Right? Um, but even Gordon has the line when he comes out, he's like, whoa, 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 this kid's a teenager? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even Gordon's in on the like, well, hold up now. What's the timeline here? How old are these kids? <laughs> right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, they, they get together. They are struggling to be a team. Gordon Bombay puts on the whistle and coaches them through it. And they become a well-oiled winning machine. And, like, the entire time you're watching the movie, because it's, it's not the Olympics, I can't say the Olympics, but, like... The Junior Goodwill Games. You just feel, like, so patriotic. Right. Like, Team USA is, like... Go all the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's just such a good movie. Like, there's so many, like, good, like, one-liners. Um, there's, like, all these scenes that it just, like, makes you feel things. It's, like, you just, like, you care about these characters, and... Like, normally sequels bomb, but I honestly feel like D2 is the best one of the three. Uh, D2 is the heart and soul of this franchise. If you're going to go watch them, if you've never seen them, honestly, if you just watch D2, you're okay. Yeah, like, you're going to miss a little bit about, like, their characters from the first one, but honestly, like... You're not missing a terrible amount that's not kind of recapped. Right. There might be a couple in-jokes that you miss, like Jesse calling Adam a cake eater, or um, the dudes that get pantsed at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a little, like, what? But whatever. Um, I I think we should just go ahead and skip ahead. Um, Team USA plays really well, but then they come up against Team Iceland, and Team Iceland, like I was saying, they're coached by... Right. They're coached by... Uh, Denton the Dentist Wolf. Mm-hmm. And it's a badass name. It's a great name. Um, but they play very physical hockey, and that's not the kind of hockey that Team USA plays. Team USA plays very like smart technical hockey. Yeah. They're they're very good at moving the puck around, all this kind of stuff. So all they have to do is just man up on them, put them in the boards, and Team USA can't keep up. That gives us to the like the iconic 12 to 1 line. <laughs> Hendrix isn't interested in losers, but uh, Gordon. Which upset upset me because up until this point they have won every single game like like by Handling. a lot yeah and they lose one game one game to the best team that's there and then Don Tibbles is just like you know like if you're gonna lose like we don't want you so screw you so, so figure it win. out and I, honestly I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the the flip side of that I can understand it from a sponsor's side. Because they just put up all this money for new gear, new all this, like new everything, taking the bet that Team USA is going to go all the way. But it was our first loss. But it's a double elimination tournament. True. You know what I mean? So like, even Gordon says, we're one loss, we're one loss away from elimination. And then he turns into Captain Blood, where he's working these kids way too hard, and they, Team USA kind of loses the magic. They're playing well, they're exhausted, but they're not losing. Until Keenan Thompson comes on the scene. And Keenan has been in the stands talking shit to Jesse this whole tournament. Just being obnoxious and out there and whatever. And he shows up while they're working out. He's like, let's play some real hockey. Cut to whoop, there it is, over a hockey, like a street hockey montage where they're teaching all these kids, like these uh, <laughs> South Central LA kids are teaching the Team USA players the holes in their ability mm-hmm. and like 
fixing them and being like, no, find the love of the game. You play it because you love it, not because you're out here to win. And it's a great sequence. Yeah, and like, you know, I teach him, like, it's okay to be a little aggressive. Like, you don't, like, just because um, you, like, assert yourself, like, while you're playing doesn't mean that you're playing dirty. Yeah, bad guy doesn't mean bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where they teach Kenny Wu shirt, gloves, stick. Mm-hmm. Or, no, gloves, stick, shirt, gloves, yeah. shirt. There it no. is. Because you throw the stick. Shirt, gloves, stick, yeah. No. It's Wait. stick. Stick, gloves. Gloves, shirt. shirt. There you go. Yeah. And that comes up later in the final game against Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> in a great way. Um, the the back half of this movie is where this movie shines. Yeah. It's just like tense because like, you want them to win so bad and they're trying so hard and like they have like this fallout with Gordon because he's just being an asshole and then... Um, scene with uh, Gordon skating at sunset yeah. and he like finds himself again and he's like you know what I'm sorry I've been distracted with all the sponsorships and stuff I've been a bad coach so like let's start over um like I haven't been there for you so like let's go like let's let's do this and let's make a run at it and then we get the final game with Iceland and it's a back and forth, back and forth game. I think the game ends up tied like two to two. Mm-hmm. And we go to a shootout. Actually, we can't even talk about that because we have to talk about the goalie. The goalie. Uh, as a like, <laughs> so Adam gets hurt in the first game against Iceland. They uh, they make a bad like Iceland plays shitty and they smack him in the wrist. So his wrist is all wonky and he hasn't been able to play. So he's been benched. Yeah. And then finally, he's like, dude, coach, look at this. They bring in Keenan Thompson's character to fill in for him. Yes. um, To take over while he's benched. Yes. And then we're about to go fight Iceland. And Adam shows up and he's like, yo, my wrist is fine. Like, I can play. And Keenan goes to take off his jersey all bummed out. Like, it was a temporary spot. I knew that. And Charlie, our boy, Charlie, is like, nah, he can have my spot. Because he's the heart of the team, but that doesn't mean he has to play. And goddamn, if Charlie's not the... If Charlie doesn't have the most heart on that team. Charlie's definitely a Hufflepuff. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, so they proceed to play the game. And, uh... It's getting real close. We're down to the wire here. And Gordon calls everybody in for one last Hail Mary play that's only only achievable through the power of editing. (laughs) (laughs) Where Russ switches pads completely into goalie pads and no one notices. Right, that's a lengthy process. That's going to take more than a timeout. (laughs) And he puts Russ, like Gordon puts Russ in at goalie and their big plan is to get, get possession of the puck make room and give like switch out uh, switch out Russ's stick from a goalie stick to like a regular stick so he can shoot the knuckle puck watch the movie you'll understand what a knuckle puck is and that's where we get Stenton going the goalie because they're all caught off guard they have no idea they did the switch and so they give him the puck to you know score a goal and that's what we get the goal 
<laughs> also, I I just realized, and I'm sorry, I feel like we've done our boy Fulton a huge disservice. In this movie? In both of them. Because we haven't talked about it. Fulton is the enforcer of the team. He's big, and he's a body, but he also has the meanest fucking slap shot. He's, in this movie against Iceland, he slaps that in, wham! And they make a point, like the the fully like the fully work department makes a point to emphasize this slap shot when he gives it a go every single time. It's like a wham. Um, he left the imprint of the puck, like he bruised the goalie's hand through his glove. Yeah, like I'm surprised the goalie even caught it. Right. So like that's important. Um, because now we're going to the shootout because the game's tied and this is the championship. Whoever wins this wins the Junior Goodwill Games gold medal. So they go to the shootout and we see all of the good shooters. Adam takes a shot. Jesse takes a shot. Uh, Fulton takes a shot. I don't think Russ does. No. No. I, I think it's just those three. I think it goes back up to Adam after that. Adam is the last one? Yeah, Adam's the last one because Gordon has taught him the triple deke. Because mm-hmm. the triple deke, no can defend. Because um, Charlie won it for them in the first one with the triple deke. Yeah, so you have to go back to the triple deke. Which again, watch the movie if you don't know what it is. I'm not going to explain it because I'll explain it poorly. Um, but really, the hero of this movie is Julia the Cat Gatney. Mm-hmm. So this whole time... Goldberg has been the goalie. He's been on a hot streak. So they didn't want to take him out. They left him in the goal and to put Julie in, kind of like this is her moment. This is her moment to shine. And girl clutches it up. Absolutely clutches it up because, like, before she goes in for this last shot against Gunnar Stahl, which is, by the way, another great name from this movie, um, Gordon's like, all right, this kid's fancy. He's going to go glove side. She's like, nah, what if he goes stick side? He's like, nah, he's going to go glove side. And she trusts. She trusts She trusts Gordon. She trusts the system. And it's a beautiful moment of tension because Gunnar skates in and he's like, wham, shoots it in there. And you see her move her glove and it's like, oh shit, did she get it? Did she not? Did she? And then she steezes on this boy and just tosses the puck back at him like, nah, got you, bitch. Like a badass. Like an actual badass. And that's pretty much the end of it everybody celebrates and we get we get the line the you lost it for me you lost it for yourself <laughs> that's between Stenton and and Gunnar Stahl Gunnar Stahl is the captain of Team Iceland but then we get the other line where Gunnar goes and finds Charlie out on the ice because Charlie's celebrating and he just looks at him and goes good work Captain Duck I still say that to this day. Right. That's why I, I thought you were going to say it. Like, good, good work, Captain Duck. Because there's a lot of iconic lines. There really is. So, you got to go in sequential order. He says, you lost it for me first. You lost it for yourself. <laughs> because even even Gunner realizes that Stenton's a piece of shit. Yeah. But that is D2. So, definitely the best movie. Yeah. Now we go into D3. D3 is the one I've seen the least. Same. But the, you've seen it more recently. So, from my understanding, when I saw it way back when, was that the team, the Ducks, were going off to college. And they were, you know, were playing, like, college hockey. Um, so I watched it recently. And I realized, 
they're not in college. They're at a prep school, as in freshmen in high school. They are 14 years old, which blew my mind because, again, I thought they were way older than that. So they're 14 years old. They're going to high school. They go to, I can't remember what it's called, but it's prep school. It's irrelevant what it's called. And um, Gordon isn't their coach anymore. They have a new coach. Oh, man, I'm really terrible with names because I haven't seen this one that often. I, I don't know their new coach's name. I just know that the, he doesn't play, his team doesn't play Ducks hockey. Yeah, he used to be a professional hockey player, and then he gave it up. And you later find out he gave it up because um, his daughter was in an accident, and he quit playing so that he could spend more time with her, which ends up being really sweet, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) 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 But the team is so upset because, like, he's like, you need to focus on your defense. And they've always been about their offense. And they're just, like, having a real rough time because they're um, junior varsity and the varsity team are all assholes. And they're just, like, harassing them the whole time. And when they do their tryouts for it, they decide that Adam is good enough to play for the varsity team. So he gets recruited and he joins the varsity team. So there's, like, this divide between them already because, like, they lost one of their own to, like, their bullies, more or less. And, um, you know, they're shenanigans. They pull pranks on each other. And it's all leading up to the uh, varsity versus, like, the junior varsity, like, game. It's like, that's, like, the big thing. And, like, my memory's foggy on this because I honestly don't care for this movie too much. Yeah, D3 is definitely skippable, I think. Yeah. Like, it has a... It comes to a good ending to the trilogy, but um, the gist of it is is... So they play, I think they play varsity, did they play varsity? It's not an official game, but... I think it's like a, like, like a school event. Like, you know how, like, powder puff football is a thing, and like, peach fuzz volleyball. I think, like, JV versus varsity, the hockey game might be, yeah. a, like, a school event that people look forward to. Yeah, but, so they're, they're playing their games, and they're just getting demolished because... They haven't been listening to their coach, and their defense is horrible. So, like, the rest of the movie is, like, they finally come to terms with, like, their coach, and they realize, okay, he's not a bad guy. Like, he actually, like, knows what he's talking about. So they work on their defense, and then, you know, they they win their, their game against varsity, and um, uh, there's all this all this stuff that kind of kind of feels irrelevant. Like, there's this part where um, they're about to lose their scholarships, which is why they're at this prep school. And Gordon comes back and is basically like, hey, you all signed contracts, and if you're going to, like, cancel these contracts, uh, I'm going to lawyer up and, like, take you out, and we're going to settle this in court. And they basically decide, like, okay, fine, you can keep your scholarships. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's an okay movie. I almost feel like that Disney tried too hard to make it, like, funny for children. 
have a like they have all these like weird sound effects and like like dumb like fart joke kind of things and it doesn't have any of the heart that the first two movies had so like it honestly is skippable like I think in my life I've seen it three times and one of those times was recently just because I wanted to like watch it just to see if I remembered anything which I remembered basically nothing the thing that sticks with me from from D3 is that Hans dies oh that's right he does die yeah and that just feels really out of left field when it comes up because it's like oh shit Hans died and everybody's like what and I get it like the death of a loved one usually comes out of left field but given the movie <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like a little shitty yeah I mean that's also one of those things that kind of like bonds them together I think that's when Gordon comes back probably and like I don't really know what else to say about this movie. Like, the main thing is that it blew my mind was that they were freshmen in high school. Because I swear, I thought they were freshmen in college. I did too, honestly. And I think that might have made more sense. It makes more sense for them to be in college. Yeah. So, like, something I would fix is, I like, if I could go back and redo this... Uh, trilogy? Trilogy. But, like keeping same actors, same, like, time period, everything like that, I would solidify the timeline a little bit and make it more prominent. Right, so I'd say, like, first movie, they're, like, 13, 14. Second movie, they're, like, 15, 15 16. 16. And then the last one, they're 17, 18, so they're freshmen in college. With the oldest being 19. Yes. You know what I mean? That makes way more sense. Way more sense. And, like, I... To an extent, I kind of understand why Disney did it that way. Because, you know, it's a family movie and they wanted to, you know, make sure that they're still, like, the, the characters were young um, and relatable. But timeline-wise, it just doesn't make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, and, like, in the trilogy, like, of the trilogy, we grew up with these kids. Yeah. So, like, D3 came out way before I was ready to go off to college. Yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah, and, like... It came out. The first one came out in '92. The second one in '94, and then I believe the third one was '96 or '7. I want to say it was like every two years they released a movie. Yeah. Um. So like so, we we're young. And put if you're gonna release it every two years, put two years between your timeline. Exactly. So it makes a little bit of sense. Because like in that time, the actors grow up. They get obviously older. Yeah. So stop trying to keep twenty-year-olds fourteen. Right. But overall, of the three, D2 is the must-watch. The Mighty Ducks, the first one, is fun. You can skip three. You can skip three. I would say if you're going to watch them, watch one and two. You can be hesitant about three, and I won't judge you. And I'm just warning you, it is kind of dumb at times. It's campy and fun. We're not saying... I'm not saying that it's like a cinematic masterpiece by any extent of anything. I'm talking about the third one. Oh, the third one. The third one is dumb. Okay. But, the yeah, the other ones are campy and fun. They're campy and fun, like they should be. Yeah. Um, so that, now, last one to talk about here is the first episode of the new Mighty Ducks TV show on Disney+. Plus. So, first, how did you feel about it when you heard that it was coming? I was a little sketched out. Yeah. 
I was nervous because it's like I don't know, man. In a world full of reboots and like just reboots and, and rehashes, do we need it? No, but I don't mind it. I don't mind it either because this is definitely a, it presents itself knowingly as a reboot. Yes, it's not like a continuation like um, of like the other movies like there are characters that overlap at least so far that we've seen we've only seen the first one um at the time of recording we haven't watched a second one yet um but the gist of it is um this is present day and the mighty ducks is huge they're the new hawks yes so like in the first one the hawks were like the team in peewee hockey now it's the ducks and there's like they're like a huge organization they're like the team to be and um the it opens up with oh god I'm terrible. I don't remember the character's name I'm so far terrible with names but this kid he's on the ducks and he just has like all the heart and soul he wants to play so badly and he's not bad he's not bad he's just not as good as everyone else uh-huh and he ends up getting cut because he's not good enough. And his mom, played by Lauren Graham, who I love, um, is very upset the way that they're handling this. Like, the hockey moms are ridiculous. And all of their kids are like, they're like treating them as if they're like, like Olympic athletes, which right now it's just peewee hockey. I mean... But these are like young kids and they have like, um, sports psychologists and um, pediatric nutritionists, and they like they they like live and breathe hockey, and just like it's way way overdone. And so like her whole point is like this should just be about these kids having fun. Like what are you doing? Like they're they're little. They're they're not prepping them for college yet. Like calm down. So she decides to start her own team. And kind of like assemble, like her and her son assemble this group of misfits to form their own team, which I believe they are District Five, right? I think they are. Like they, District Five. Yeah, and they call themselves like team name is the Why Bothers or Don't Bothers, whatever it is. It's it's a dumb name. I don't agree with this name at all. Well, it's just because that's what the um, the coach said. Yeah. yeah. Like, the coach said, like, if you're not good by this point, like, why bother? Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with the name. Like... It's just a dumb name. Like, that could change in the second one, but that's what they ended up in the first one. Yeah. Um, and, um, <laughs> so, Emilio Estevez comes back as Warden Bombay. He runs an ice skating rink. Oh. And he has, like, this whole thing is, like, pull him. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because check it back in we're still on a road trip um there's a big ass fire off to our right that's wild okay hope everybody's good might be a controlled burn but still it's weird to see it looks like it sorry continue anyways um so gordon has uh he runs like a hockey rink or a hockey rink an ice rink and his rules are he's like um repeats it from the first one he doesn't like hockey and he doesn't like kids which I'm confused because it's like, okay, what happened in the years between D3 and now, which makes you, like, revert back to the asshole that you were in the first movie? I don't think he's an asshole in this one. I think he's hurt. 
He's hurt? I think he's hurt. I think we're going to find out that, like, some real shitty stuff happened with the Ducks. Because the Ducks are still sponsored by Hendrix. They are, that's right. Because, like, the, the big compound that they practice in is, is, like, the Hendrix compound. So, I think that there was some, like, shitty business deal that happened. And he, they, like, like... Cut him out? Yeah, and they, like, muscled him out of his own thing. But, you know, he ends up, like, letting them practice there. And I really hope he has a bigger role in it. I think he's going to. He's going to be the coach. Probably. He's Coach Gordon Bombay. <laughs> like... You can't have him come back and just be the crotchety old guy who owns the rink. Yes, you could, but, like, are you really going to pay Emilio Estevez money to come back and just kind of be there? Oh, can I just say that I love that in this episode, he becomes a literal cake eater. That's good stuff. He's, like, walking around eating, like, a birthday cake. Like, just, like, a whole-ass birthday cake. And I'm like, oh, you're a cake eater. I love that. I love it. So... I'm excited for the new Mighty Ducks show. Yeah, because a lot of the original cast is coming back. Yes. As far as I've heard, Joshua Jackson isn't, nor is Goldberg. Well, Goldberg is understandable because he's had a really hard life and it made me very sad to find out. Yeah, but I believe Adam, Connie, Kenny Wu, um, Averman. Averman. And I think Gee is coming back also. Is Fulton coming back? Fulton is coming back as well. He's the one in the picture with the braid. Okay. So, yeah, there's, like, a whole mess of them that are coming back, and I'm stoked. I can't wait to see them again. I really want to know, like, like what their, their plans are for the rest of the show. I think that Gordon is going to end up coaching the new team, and he's going to bring in the old team to be like, I, I brought them up, I can bring you up, and I think they're going to be like, yeah, this guy's legit. Yeah. Because <laughs> even then, like, the, the the new Charlie, right? I think it's safe to say he's the new Charlie. Yeah. Like, he fills the same role. Like, the heart of the team. Yeah, brought everybody together. Um, the moral compass. Um, he even recognized Gordon Bombay, like, right away. He's like, whoa, you're Gordon Bombay, man. Yeah, so, like... It's not to say that the teams would be like, who the fuck are you? No, they're going to, like, understand, at least through this kid, who Gordon is. But I think that the the team is going to come back to be, like, helpful in the coaching process or something. I hope so. Because I think each of them had to learn something through the trilogy that they might be able to instill in this new team. Yep. Any any last thoughts on this? Um, like, just this like all the movies and stuff in general yeah i love these movies i really didn't have an interest in hockey before but like watching these movies like growing up it made me want to watch hockey it was just not really a thing for us over here on the west coast but i've been to one hockey game same it was the ice dogs i think they're called no actually i've been to two one of us, the ice dogs, I want to say it was like Long Beach or something. It's like an like a amateur game. Yeah, and it was so much fun. Like, like it was like honestly some of the best times I've had at like any kind of like sporting event. And um, uh, before that, I actually went and saw like the real life Mighty Ducks. Oh, down there when it, uh, at like Arrowhead Pond. Yeah. So in elementary school. We had a field trip to the Arrowhead Pond, 
and we got to watch the My Ducks practice. And it was the coolest thing that I think that we ever did in school. Because like we were just sitting there and there was a couple other schools and it was just, it was so incredible just being there and because there was like just us like students there. Yeah. And to see like the real life Mighty Ducks, like the actual team <laughs> practice. It was so cool. That's a lot of fun. I've been to one game. Again, out here at at least in Arizona, there's not much exposure to hockey outside of like the Coyotes. And I've been to one of their games. I was really little, but I remember it being a whole ton of fun. And yeah, with the Mighty Ducks coming back, it's like, dude, do I want to start following hockey? Right? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I love the concept of hockey. I just don't really have a way to like watch any of it because I don't know any of the teams. I mean, we do have the power of the internet. I mean, that's true, but does Arizona have a team? Yeah, like the Coyotes. Like, are they, like, professional? Yes. Oh, I don't know that's, that. that. That's... The Arizona Coyotes are an NHL team. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about hockey, like... That's about as much IRL. as I know. It's about as much as I know. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think that pretty much sums us up here. Remember that if you are looking for anything to do with fun other podcasts, please go check out the Geek Elite Media Network at geekelitemedia.com. You can find them at... Geek Elite Media on Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media. Also, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Geek Elite. And other than that, always remember, this is where we say it together. Say what? We say we say geek out together here. Are, are we done though? I think so. Are we done? Well. Did you have more you want to talk about? Well, not about the movie, but like if you want to, you know, talk about this more you can reach me on Twitter. Oh, duh. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Yes, please. So, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at Ricky Love, R-I-K-K-I-L-U-V. All right. And uh, like I said from the top, my name is Ian. You can catch me also on another Geekly Media podcast, Journey into Mystery. I'm over there with Mitch. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at IanFlux12 and over on Twitch at IanFlux, like twitch.tv slash IanFlux. That is I-A-N- F-L-U-X and on Twitter I-A-N-F-L-U-X the number's one two this time is where we're gonna say it geek out geek out too. we have to say it together okay alright so always remember to geek, geek out. out this concludes our broadcast 